Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are two brothers and a special guest that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. Down below me, freshly off of Epstein's list, it's Josh. I didn't get indicted. <laughs> uh, you should have opened with allegedly. Josh, good. Oh. <laughs> allegedly. Josh, I'm glad your lawyers are able to hold uh, the authorities off for now so you could be on the show. <laughs> Not on Epstein's list is our special guest from the old Switcheroo podcast. It's JMO. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, JMO. We're so happy you could join us today. Thank you for coming onto the show. For those who don't know the old I'm Switcheroo, so uh, if I remember correctly, I've been, I'm sorry, I've been podcasting pretty hard here in the new year already. You guys go through like old uh, NES emulated games on the Switch, right? Yeah, so the Nintendo Switch Online, in order to play games online, you have to have the Nintendo Switch Online service. It starts at like 20 bucks a year. Pretty much everybody has that. Mm -hmm. And then for an extra 30 bucks a year, you can do the expansion pack. And so that gets you more free content and what mike my co-host and i are, are doing is we are working our way through all 200 plus free retro games get with nintendo switch online and so we're kind of doing little bunches of episodes we'll do a tennis episode and cover an nes tennis game an snes tennis game a n64 you know mario tennis and whatnot and what's in theory what's cool about it once we get some eyes on the podcast <laughs> is that Anyone can play along with us because most people have at least the base subscription Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, and that gets you NES, SNES, Game Boy. Um, uh, I think that's actually it. Yeah. You know, I think I just got an email from Nintendo that was like, hey, your bill is due. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm paying you for something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't use the retro games, it's not super worth it. So it's um, funny. But it's been really fun. It's funny you mentioned that. So now I'm like, I should probably play along with some of these episodes. I should probably get some games in. It's, I mean, you know, because we need to have you on our podcast next. So um, if you have a soft spot, uh, we, we want anyone to join in because since these games are so accessible, you know, it, anyone listening to this podcast who's not even in podcasting, come on our podcast. Talk to us about a game because I think that's one of the better things about Nintendo Switch is how accessible it's become. And great podcast name, by the way. I always love the, I love the double entendres. I love the... I guess you could call it a play on words almost. Uh, I do love yeah. it. And again, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, folks, Smashing of Game course. Time. Can I ask real quick? Yeah. Uh, Josh, how's your foot? Like, I just watched uh. your Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> and I was, he, he has like some horrible foot injury, but he just teased us a little. I don't even know what he did or how bad this injury was. Uh, okay, so quick story time. Uh, Christmas uh, Eve. Uh, I so the night before I had fallen asleep, no, nothing happened. So I didn't do anything strenuous that week. You know, I, I literally I may have stayed up until like one or two, played some games. I said, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to bed." So I go to bed, and for some reason, my most severe injuries have happened while I've been asleep. And I don't know what I did, but I woke up and my foot was swollen, and it hurt to put pressure on it. Oh, to me, to me, this sounds like gout because I mean, I remember. <laughs> The, the two times I've gotten gout, like it just kind of came out of nowhere, and then like I would step on my foot and be like, "Oh, that didn't hurt before." And it, did you did your foot did your foot kind of feel like? Have you ever had turf toe? So Nick, I've had gout. I, I know what gout feels like. This is not gout. <laughs> He's danced with gout before. <laughs> I've dealt with it. I, I I've had severe cases because of tea, but no, it, it was definitely it was all ankle and it was definitely muscle related. 
That's as far as I can tell you. That's, that's like, but as far as how it's doing, it's actually better. It's not uh, swollen anymore. Uh, it doesn't hurt. I can actually walk on it and not limp. Um, so yeah, for the most part, it's actually pretty good. I have it up right now, just to you know. Obviously, I don't want to. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and knock on my desk because it's made of wood. Uh, want to be on the safe side, basically, and I want to be able to enjoy my Peloton when it comes in on Friday. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're doing okay, and I just had to ask because it sounded real nasty. No Gout has been the boogeyman for me because I hear like you get it if you eat too much meat and cheese, and that's mm-hmm. basically like all I do. So I'm like, it's gonna get me eventually. It hasn't gotten See, me yet. I I got it from tea because at one point I was trying to cut soda out completely, and I was heavily drinking tea. And what started that whole thing was I thought my wife was folding a weighted blanket and putting it at the foot of the bed. And she happened to always throw it on my foot. So my thought was, I tossed and turned it at night, and I did something to my toe. I had to take back, apologize, make public speeches, let everybody know that I was wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that's literally what I mean. Like, it happens in my sleep. It literally happened in my sleep, and it was both cases. And I'm just like, what? what am I doing at night? I can't be tossing and turning that much that I hurt myself more than I ever did in, you know, while I'm awake. Yeah, gout, gout has also been my silent striker. Like I've had it twice. <laughs> I've, the last two years, I've had it at least once a year. I had it back in November, and I'd had I had like a half of a tea, like just a little red diamond tea, half of it. Like, and I don't drink a lot of tea because I'm a coffee drinker. And so I think Josh mentioning his teas got me like paranoid. Just drinking a little bit of tea is gonna set it off for me. Uh, coffee does it too. Uh, I I've read I've read. On, in places that know that they say that coffee actually helps, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just I, I'm not saying that I'm an expert. So like I said, as soon as I quit drinking tea, I haven't had it since. Well, but. you know, I got I did get worried it was all the coffee I was drinking, and then so I stopped drinking coffee for a day, and then I was reading up on it, and they're like, actually, it helps, and I had like enough coffees to replace the coffees I had missed the day before. I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna miss a coffee. <laughs> Wait, coffees that you missed the day before? How many coffees do you drink? Oh, so much. I get a big, big red, like, uh, uh, not not the handle cup, but the uh, the Yeti cup. And I fill that up in the morning. I drink that thing. And then maybe I'll have, like, a cup of Starbucks if I feel like going over there. My office also has a coffee maker, so I'll usually make one or two of those. I'm still I'm drinking water at the same time, so I'm not completely dehydrating myself. But do th- th- you know how much caffeine that is? Nick, you have the equivalent of... Uh, Panera's uh, charged lemon oh, was killing. They killed a kid. Yeah, uh, I think it killed two kids. I, I, kids kill kids. Yeah. This is gonna be a reach, but I feel like our sense of humor is kind of aligned. Did you guys ever see a show called Whitest Kids? You know. Yep. Yes. <laughs> we grew you know up the on hot it. dog skit. He's having to list how many hot dogs he has in a day. <laughs> it just ends up being like over eleven or something. That's how he is with the coffee. He's like, well, I have one at work, and I have the big Yeti one, which is actually three, and it's just like. <laughs> I, I will admit at I first have, I thought you were being judgmental. That sounds like a lot of coffee in a day. I do have a lot of coffee, but there are days where I like I have a lot and then I'm like, I've had too much coffee, I need to stop. So I realize it's a problem. I yeah, say, he's, he's he's almost equivalent to the squirrel from over the hedge once he drinks the energy drink. Yeah. Or I fry pre- on his hundredth cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I prefer the I prefer the too much coffee headaches over the not enough coffee headaches. Like those not enough coffee headaches are like killer. There was a time where I was cut, I cut out Starbucks for a week, and like by day three, like I you you almost had to fucking dr- drive me down and like get like a syringe of coffee and get it into my system because I had I a mean, terrible it was a I terrible mean, headache. It was awful. Addicts call that addicts call that withdrawals, Nick. 
<laughs> There's right. a term for that. And, and with that, it's a good time to say Happy New Year, everybody. This is Smashing Game Time. Get us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube Podcasts, which apparently sounds like a hot mess right now for people trying to figure that out. We're also on regular-ass YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces. Come look at us. Come look at JMO. Come look at the YouTube video. They say to they say to put a call of action in there so people do it. Let's see if that works. Uh, hey, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. That's right. Word of mouth is king here. The robots and the algorithm do not run this shit. I don't want your stars. I don't want your reviews. I just want you to tell your friends. <laughs> Hate it, love it. I don't give a shit. Let's do the show. I love that slogan. The algorithm. Tell a friend. I, I was like, that'd be a great shirt. I want to get it. I do want to get. Right? I've been I've been thinking about a new so we've always for the logo we've always had the smashing game time with the hammer that I just Which like cool. threw together. I love it by the it, way. It's a great one and, and you know what it's going to be a great throwback logo when we get rid of it. <laughs> Cuz what I want to do is I want to have like a robot face with like a human hand punching it and then like cool. somehow that the bits that are flying off of it sm- uh, spell smashing game time kind of to play kind of to play yeah. into the fuck the algorithm part of things. I just can't draw. I have some friends that I want to hire to do it. I just got to yeah. I got to save my allowance. I got to save my allowances gotcha. and then we can eventually do that. But uh hey, enough with what I want to do this year. Josh, we can we can get into that later. We can get more into 2024 later on. Josh, I want to know how you're uh, gaming and doing right now. Um I I I've already broken one of my resolutions from last year. Which one? Wait two days in no no not this year's so i told myself in 2023 that i would never pick up escape from tarkov again because of arena if you can't finish nikita if you can't finish your product why the hell are you releasing another i can tell you why you blew all your money they need that money from you guys and you keep taking away from people who have the highest edition aka me where I used to get so much, it used to be worth it and you know beneficial. Now I get nothing, and you tell me, okay, we can get Arena. I don't want Arena. I want a finished product that I paid two hundred dollars for. So, so Josh, how is Arena? Yeah, like for in forever beta. Yes, <laughs> uh, I have not played Arena. You'd have to ask Matt, and Matt says it's pretty good. To the well, he said it's decent. He said you made like top three hundred in the world. Damn. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and he played with number, I think he said he played with number two, number five, and number six in the are they, world. Are they best friends now? Uh, they definitely have each other's contacts, I would assume. Maybe maybe we'll have to get to So this on. is... <laughs> Go ahead. This has been in my periphery for a while. Is it a Battle Royale game? Arena? Yeah, so it's supposed to be kind of their their take on the uh, Battle Royales. Or, okay. or like at least like their, uh, you know, their equivalent of a, a multiplayer like versus rather than you know survival right um but yeah so I'm, I'm playing it again um they just had a huge update after or with the swipe and they have a lot of quality improvements that i can't believe i'm saying that were actually really good see i've never understood i've never understood the wipe aspect in that game like if i'm collecting if the main addiction cycle of the game is the hey go collect the really cool stuff so you can keep it in your locker and like you know just look at it like your golem looking at the ring and then after every few months they're like all right we're gonna take your stuff golem here give it here well here nick is a better one <laughs> uh games like rust where you know they wipe every month uh, I, I just, i'm just saying i agree well, like, i don't like 
it's good. I was if it's if it's a regular like cycle refresh, I think that's kind of more understandable. It reminds me of when Pokemon made the leap to Switch and for the first time you couldn't get all the Pokemon into a single game and people were really upset because they're like, you motto is gotta catch them all. And we've been catching them all for a decade. And now you pull the rug out from under us and something about like that. Um, you can't scratch the itch anymore mm-hmm. um, for completionists. And that's a big part of the appeal. I think we can't catch them all if you don't include them all. Yeah. Got to include, well, them, they all. Do. Gotta include them all. They do oh, include them all. Wow. It's just trying to pay well. <laughs> uh, Josh, I'm seeing like you have a love it, hate it relationship. I'm seeing. So you got the escape from Tarkov on here. Anything, anything to report besides your disappointment on that one? Uh, in myself, yes. Okay. Uh, in the game, it's it's. I'm enjoying it so far. I'll I'll let you know next week how it goes if I still do it. But I'm, <laughs> I've I got I've got the hook right now. Uh, Apex Legends, you know the usual. I'm in there. Uh, I'm gold for. Uh, the season has been awful. They have uh, rather than just playing to get the points, Nick, to to get to your next rank. You get to like the like gold like one for example, and then they have a promotion trial, where they have like a set of goals that you have to do, like either win a game, or be top five and get a combination of three kills and or assist in three games. So it's kind of, it's kind of like Fortnite, but they're making it part of like your leveling up system. Yes where you have to, so you have to get those before you can level up. Yeah. You have to get it within like five. And if you fail, you go, you lose one point. So you go back down. So you have to play another game to get back up into the promotion. Uh, and then you have to do it all over again, but this time you'll get six, uh, tries and it'll keep going until you finally get it or say, this is stupid. I'll wait the 43 days until the season wipes and hope that they get rid of it. I get why they do that. Josh, you're a dad. (laughs) And like, I, how do you feel about games taking your time this much? I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm a teacher, so my time is also kind of super valuable to me. So sometimes I get mad when games demand so much of your time like that. So I'm actually not a dad. I, I'll take, I'll take this one, JMO. I'll Nick's take, a dad. JMO, I'll, <laughs> take, <laughs> I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Josh, sit down. Uh, I agree. No, should. no. So I, I see stuff like that in Apex because Fortnite has something similar, like, but Fortnite, whereas Fortnite's like, oh, here's a list of things you can do. We're not going to force you to pick one. Whereas Apex is like, no, you have to do this one if you want to level up. As a dad, that would annoy the shit out of me because I want to play the game how I want to play. I get why they're doing it because they're trying to have you like kind of try everything. But also, I'm of the I'm of the ilk where I kind of want Apex to go away so Titanfall three can become a thing. I know. Yes, yes. I know I've spoken out in the past about not needing Titanfall 3, but I think we need it now more than ever, Josh. You're a sham. You're a sham. <laughs> I think Titanfall 3 will have Apex aspects, right? They'll try to kind of bring uh, well, the Apex audience into it. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, it, uh, Titanfall essentially is the better version of Apex. Apex, I mean, right. if you compare them, like the only thing that's currently missing, other than the, the few weapons they introduced into uh, Apex that wasn't on Titanfall, is. Running wall running, still the best wall running in video games. Yeah, Par- yeah. the movement in Apex is crazy. Yeah, so that's Apex for you in a nutshell at this point. Uh, and then uh, kind of some throwbacks. Uh, so I picked up the Pixel Remaster set for the Final Fantasy. So that's one through six. Uh, I'm working through it all. I'm about an hour left on Final Fantasy, and I'm trying to 100% the Steam achievements on them too. Oh, so I've got about fuck. an hour left. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> did they um did they inc- uh, increase quality of life features? Like when Mike and I played Shining Force, it was great retro RPG, but God, some of them are like hard to play just in terms of menu navigation. So they did. They definitely. So for a lot of them, they did go ahead and throw in the, the cursor memory. So uh, you've got, you know, you don't have to actually do anything other than press a button. They also added the auto battle function, which nice. does whatever the last thing you did uh last turn or last uh even fight uh until you stop it and then it also increases the speed in battles by like 1.5 so they're a little faster otherwise yeah essentially they you know it just looks it's pretty eared up so like if, if you had to compare it to like the game boy advance versions or the, even the psp versions i mean psp versions are by far the best like play them yeah. if you got them are you going uh, through are you going through them in order or did you just jump to four like I know you did? No. <laughs> I was tempted, don't get me wrong. I am doing it in order. So Dang. Uh, I it's been a hot minute since I played one. Uh it's been a very hot minute since I've played uh two. The last time I played three, and I think the only time I've ever played three was when it came out for the DS. That's when they started doing the three D versions. Mm-hmm. Four, I know, like, the back of my hand, I'll get through it pretty fast. Five, I know, like, the back of my hand, I'll get through pretty fast. Six, I think I've only gotten halfway through the game. Six is the one everyone really? considers, like, the great one before seven, right? Yeah, Everyone's correct. like, six is the one you gotta yeah. play. Yes. Yeah. So, well, people still truth, think though. it's the best one, yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll, I mean, literally, you'll have people sit there and fight to the death between six and seven as being the best. And then you'll have people who are like, uh, ten and ten, too. And they'll say, shut up. The 10 and 10 2 people are weird, but you know what? They're all wrong because 8 is the only right answer to this. <laughs> After this one, you lose a lot of people, and that's where my favorite theory for the game comes in. Oh, the oh, you and your fucking theories. Every time there's a game that people are on the rope about, you're like, well, you know what? There's a theory that might make you like it a little it, more. It just, but it, it adds so much more to it. Well, let's face it. After Squall gets hit in the chest with uh, the uh, ice sickle, all of a sudden, the game went from this very militaristic, semi, you know, real uh, feeling to, okay, now there's magic and there's monster. It's just, it just went like it's out, like it jumped the shark. Like, what the hell is going on? We have a floating, we have two floating gardens fighting each other. We got, you know, oh, that's so cool. Oh, oh, we have sorceresses <laughs> taking over each that's other. Going to space. I just introduced Mike to um, Air Guys. Do you guys remember that game on PS One? It was the a Smash Brothers Final Fantasy kind of mm-hmm. game. I do remember it's like that. 3D fighter with like Cloud and Zephyroth in there. And uh, I, I never thought it was very good, but that's like, um, it was oh. a fun to kind of be reminded of that little Kirio, that crossover fighter from PS1 days. I'm remembering this now. I think there was a yeah. demo of it or something. Yeah, we had a demo. Uh, in the PlayStation demo. Magazine. Yep. Oh yeah, you yeah. just had a bunch of PS1 memories flood back in. Very so intrusive. we're similar ages. I was really worried you guys were going to be like youngins and wouldn't know about the PlayStation oh. Magazine demo discs. Oh. <laughs> well, JMO, I don't know if you know this. We have this initiative. We bring on older podcasters that are reaching their golden years. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we guide them. We guide them and say, yeah, sure. We remember Air Guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And, then we, and then we take you to a nice, beautiful lake. And, you know, we hand you an old magazine. <laughs> going to raise the rabbit. <laughs> the rabbits, George. Hey, just hey, pet, look that, at the... pet that N64 controller. It's your friend, JMO. Look at the purple N64. Look at it, <laughs> Josh. What's this? What's this last game you have on this list before we chase another guest off? Metro Prime Remaster. Is this because we talked about it during Game of the Year? Uh, no, it's actually because Andy bought it for me for Christmas. 
and uh, instead of putting it on my Steam Deck, I went ahead and put it on, or instead of playing it on my Switch, I'm playing it on my Steam Deck. Fuck, now Nintendo's coming for us. <laughs> uh, I will legally allowed to do that. I have all the ne- all the necessary tools and authority. Oh, yeah, you own it. I own it. Yeah. And he sold it. Right. To, he sold he sold me the rights no. to play it on my... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> you got bring, your own Switch, we'll get you. I'll bring the thumb drive over. Uh, how is it? Uh, fantastic. Yeah, it looks I'm gorgeous. It. I mean... Compared to that that hack that I need to put on yours, Nick, for the Wii version, where you can actually use uh, joysticks to mm-hmm. play it, I, I'm digging. Like I, I honestly want, I want a remaster of two and three, and I want my Metroid Prime Four, and I want my Super Metroid Maker. It's that would be yeah, cool. you know, it's tight. It's funny you mentioned a remake for two and three because someone on I think it was the Nintendo subreddit was like, Here's what Nintendo's 2024 potentially could look like. And they had like the Echoes remake box sitting there in April. And I know it was like a fan making it up, but there was part of me that was like, No, this is real. This is this is what's yeah, gonna happen. Feels I, right. I need it. I mean, I, I would say Prime is still the best one. Mm-hmm. But I have so many memories with uh, two. Two, two is just very. I, I didn't. I didn't like the ammo, but two just atmospherically just really, yeah. really grabs you. And you know the the first remake that they just put out last year. I mean, the rumor was that it was Nintendo had that sitting on the shelf for years, and they were just waiting. They're like, okay, not yet, not yet. Oh, COVID hit, not yet. We, let's hold on to it. These <laughs> these guys are gonna play Animal Crossing for the next two years. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you guys think Metroid Prime uh, Four is gonna be like the last Switch game slash first Switch Two game? I yeah, can see it. Yeah, it, they because they always reserved that uh that honor for a zelda game and i mean they just yeah that's true they just blew their load with tears of the kingdom and so well and also like i've heard that the switch too they're one of the things they're touting already is how easy it's going to be to transition from a switch gamer to a switch two gamer so i could see them releasing it for the new system but being like anyone on the old system can also play it and we can play together and you know promote it that mm-hmm. way they've got to be scared shitless just because i mean the last time they tried transitioning from one console to another with like a similar name it did not go well i, I kind of uh, feel like in a world where we're like i have the iphone 14 i have the android or i have the notebook 6 i almost feel like they have to throw a 2 on it yeah I feel like I the two is almost necessary at this point or else people are going to be like oh it's just it's like a switch light but it's a the new switch or whatever. I like how we all thought the Wii U was the worst name ever. And then Xbox series X, X it's like, Oh, what are you <laughs> doing over there guys? How did you out bad console name Nintendo? It's the most <laughs> Microsoft ass name I've ever heard. Oh, it's awful. Josh, anything yeah. else on Metroid prime remaster? Get a copy if you don't already. I ha- it's it's sealed over there. I might just keep it sealed because it feels like Nintendo games like become gold when they're in their wrappers. JMO, our guest of yeah. honor, what are you playing? Well, so I wanted to talk about a couple different games. First thing I had to do was bring up RoboQuest. Heard it, played it, know of it. I uh... remember playing it for a bit, and I see it come up every so often on my Reddit feed. But yeah. It's it's on Game Pass now, and it's like I call it like the best roguelite most people have never heard of. It's um, first person shooter roguelite, two player co op. 
And it has this really great sweet spot in roguelike gameplay where if everything on the screen looks overwhelming, the number of attacks and defense and sort of, you know, movement options are just limited enough that you always know exactly what your options are. So it's a real, like, I kind of consider sort of Bayonetta and high-level League of Legends play is sort of like that, where it looks overwhelming, but heat of the moment, everything kind of clicks and makes sense. It's giving me, um, yeah, it's I feel, giving me Borderlands. I'm looking at some screenshots here right now, and I'm like, oh, this is very yeah. pretty. I feel I felt the same way the first time I saw Borderlands. Like, oh, that's very, like, cell-shaded, cartoony looking, but, like, with the, the numbers popping off, so the numbers kind of add to that carnage that you're talking about. And you're just watching the numbers uh, and, tick away as you're like trying to like, oh, is this guy almost dead? The numbers just come on. The numbers are on my side. And it's satisfying too. Like I'm a sucker for like you fire off a good shot and you see that like nine 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 fly up in the air and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, like good hit. And so it's just it's just an endorphin machine. And it's funny because when I saw the Borderlands esque cell shaded graphics, first it was kind of a turnoff, but you know it it grew on me. So anyone who has Game Pass, which I think is a lot of people, check it out. And definitely, you know, bring a friend and play co-op because I think that's definitely the way to go. And the game kind of seems almost impossible at the higher levels alone. So, how are the um, how are the of, guns? I'm seeing a lot of variety here in this trailer. It's cool. It's it kind of, you know, it's sort of, it's slow to get started. You got your submachine guns, your shotguns, but, you know, then you start getting into really cool things, which is like, you know, the, the mine cannon where you're popping off landmines and then you choose when to detonate them which I didn't think would work in a game as hectic as this, but they pull it off. Like every gun just feels like a fun take on it and also really satisfying. And I think it's a bummer when you play roguelites and you don't ever want to change your weapon. You're like, I got mine. I'll just level this up till the end of the game. One does a really good job of encouraging experimentation because you always have that second slot. So, okay, I don't really like this new one. I'll swap that one out next time. And I'm I'm a sucker for roguelites, and um, I think this is a really good one. Well, I have Game Pass, so I think I might check this out once the uh, calendar opens up. <laughs> we got to friend each other. I'll play with you. I'll find I'll find you on the Xbox. I'll play the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, so um, we can so play worse, on your Series worse. X. <laughs> I say worst. Oh, I got the S. Oh, I'm sorry. Your S. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Worst, worst namers, but you guys are like, oh, well, when it comes to Game Pass, here we are. Game Pass is the best thing about this console generation, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. It I, just I, is. I'm baffled that it makes sense as like an economic model. Uh, I, but I think it's, I feel like a lot more games that would have been overlooked have been given this spotlight. It's been really cool for indie gaming. Um, Marvel Snap, another one. I'm I, a real big Marvel Snap fan. I fell off back in July. the The meta when I was the meta when I was playing was I think it was still Thanos at the time. Thanos was still very yeah. heavily played. Is is it is he still reigning supreme? What's the uh, what's the meta like right now? So Thanos has been nerfed a lot. Um, the biggest combo. So for those who don't know, you know, Marvel Snap. It's essentially if you ever played War with poker uh, playing cards, poker cards, you just win by getting the highest number. But you're playing three games of War simultaneously. Your goal is to win two out of the three games. And so one of the best things about it is that like the cards are all really well themed that you can kind of imagine the battles happening. I think to me, that's like the best card game is that when it's very simple on the surface, but 
inspires a lot of imagination and like hype moments. So like just Captain America, it's a terrible example because he's one of the most <laughs> underpowered cards in the game. But Captain America, his thing is that he makes everybody in his game, in his lane stronger. It's like, yeah, he's the leader. He's the Avenger. He has the hype, you know, um, uh, motivational speeches that make sense for his power. And so Thanos really ruled the meta for the longest time because when he's in your deck, you get the Infinity Stones, which all have the ability to draw extra cards. So he's the only playstyle where you get to cycle through a deck looking for your ideal cards. And so they really have nerfed him a lot and the cards around him. Um, the big the big meta right now is this character called Annihilus. Does that ring a bell for either of you guys? The Annihilus. name does, but I could if I'd have to actually see a picture. Yeah, he's you know sort of this also ran Marvel villain, but his ability is to take all the cards that have negative power on your side and send them to your opponent. Which so not only is it lowering their numbers, but it's cluttering their board, and it's just the biggest troll move, and. I think they'll nerf him eventually, but the, what makes him really killer is that let's say you try to send a junk card to your opponent. Well, if it can't make the journey, it just blows up. Oh, that's it's great. like all it's like no risk, all reward. It's pretty nuts. Is he a six power card? Uh, he's a five. Uh, well, he's seven power and he costs five. Oh. He's usually reserved for the last turn of the game or the second to last turn. But I mean, this game, yeah, I, a game has not got me by the brain banana since Street Fighter 2. I think it is just this perfect oh, sweet spot. There's something about those three minute games that like, I mean, you play one when you're microwaving a burrito. You play a whole game of Marvel Snap before the microwave dings. It's just oh. impossible to put down. Oh, it ate, it ate up a lot of my early 2023. Like I, I had every battle pass. I was playing it constantly. I was playing it at work. I str like I'm not at my work where I did this anymore, so I don't feel shame to say this. I streamed it at I streamed it at work on my phone. You streamed it. <laughs> I did. I, I felt bad. I was like I, I was like I closed my door and I was like looking around. I drew the shades on my windows. I didn't have a okay, camera you know, on me or being, anything. You're, you're being brave. I'll be brave. There was one day at my most addicted where all my students. So the way my classroom is laid out is that facing away from me and I'm at my desk behind them and it's great because like kids can have private conversations with me and the whole class isn't looking at them and I can see what's on all their computer screens and there might have been one day where they were all writing an essay and the class was particularly well behaved like I can just do a game real quick <laughs> <laughs> no one turned around no one turned around and nobody did it's quiet and out of nowhere they hear Avengers Assemble. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> for for a while, I was playing a Black Panther deck, and I really liked. I I always had uh, America Chavez as my yeah. to help mill the deck out because you would draw her in seven or in the last yeah. turn. And I think they I saw her ability. I think I saw recently they changed her, and I was like, wow, I yeah. don't even know what this game is anymore. <laughs> like that card. I mean, it seemed makes like, sense. That card seemed really balanced and like the most locked in, and just the fact that like. Here we are a year plus later, and they're like actively like rebalancing the game, retooling cards. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I she think never played it, right? No, I, I'm sorry. Oh, did, 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 Nick, did Nick ever play it? Oh, I played the hell out of it. Yeah, but did Josh? I did as well. I didn't play as much as Nick did. I, I, I got, I'm trying to remember who was the big thing. Actually, I think it was like the second season after I, after the second season, I finally was like, yeah, I'm done playing this. Uh. <laughs> It's fun. It's yeah. just, 
it, it was just the like for the longest time it was the same like same meta over and over again. Yeah, yeah they've done a better job at that. Oh, I'm sure um, I have the, to go back and play it. And uh, the last game, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd be a fool not to you know plug one of our upcoming episodes. Um, we got our season finale coming up, where Mike and I are going to talk about our highs and our lows of our first forty games, and then our season premiere is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog two and Rystar, the Sonic team games. Classics. And so I just fired those up for the first time. And, oh, those games are just, they're perfection. Just moving I mean, just, works of art. The soundtracks alone for Sonic 2, I yeah. mean, like, you have me at hello. Emerald yeah. Hills, like, rings through my head. And so does the why not, why not, why not, why not, why not, with the underwater, like. Oh, the panic. <laughs> yeah, the panic. <laughs> rings through uh, my I had ears. a really serene. A really serene moment. I'm, I'm going to get dramatic for a second, okay. but it's just sort of part of my life story. So my mom passed away a couple of years ago, and kind of the first thing my family and I did together after she passed was we went to go see the Sonic movie. And there's a moment towards the end of it where, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that movie, but I thought they were way better than they had any right to be. Oh, I thought, I thought they, were, they were so fun. They were good. Yeah. So there's a moment towards the end of the first movie when they're rebuilding their destroyed house and it's just this beautiful piano cover of Green Hill Zone. And there was just this very like serene sense of relief that like this, she pulled it off. It went from like ugly full head of teeth Sonic <laughs> to like this really charming and like emotionally satisfying movie. And like my whole family, we were all big Sonic fans. We like needed that moment you know, because of what we'd been through recently. So it was just like, I'm with you. The Sonic music is is wonderful. And that's the worst thing about Sonic Dream Team. I just finished that, the Apple Arcade exclusive. It's, it's skippable, but it has amazing music. Put it on the like, box. <laughs> skippable. <laughs> amazing music. Buy our soundtrack. It's just like, yeah, some of the best Sonic songs I've heard in a long time. Like, man, no one's going to know how great this is because it's an Apple Arcade exclusive. And I think Apple might have bankrolled it. Something's coming anywhere else. Ah, oh, it sucks. Usually, yeah, usually it's uh, what? You're locked there for a year and then they let you go. But, man, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, So, Nick, what have you been playing? Oh, boy. So I, uh, I have a new Steam Deck over here. It's actually, the screen's cracked over here. I think I just spilled some Kool-Aid on it, too. Um, yeah, it's the only one you're getting. <laughs> but this actually I, happened. I heard this in one of your other videos, and I was horrified. No, I'm just finding ways to fuck with Josh. <laughs> Since Josh bought it for me, I just keep finding ways to just tease I do. About. I do have a screen protector for you if you want it, though. I just ordered some more for my I'm not being I'm I'm, dead serious. I'm not going to say no, because if I say no, that's when I will actually drop it. <laughs> So I'd be like, maybe. Uh, so on that, my main Steam Deck game right now is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which I had started playing on my computer. It was one of those games where I was just like, I need to, I need to sit down. So for those who don't know, this is, I, I need to sit down or lay down and be more comfortable is what I mean. This is a uh, Jet Set Radio-like inspired game. You're on your inline skates. You're on your skateboard. You're on a bike. And you're grinding around town. Uh competing with other gangs uh, and like tagging over their tags and like trying to outscore them. Uh, the skating is tight and fun. The art style is very, very cartoony as well. Just like the jet set radio series. Uh, that game does, has a fun twist in the beginning because you're escaping from jail. You're a well-renowned uh, graffiti artist and you get your head cut. Like you're escaping and someone cuts your head off. And so the whole, what? yeah, the whole, the whole game. So the gang that helped you escape gets you like a robot helmet 
or robot head. And the whole game is about you like coming up in this city, taking over the city and trying to find your original head. <laughs> That's an amazing premise. <laughs> it's I'm stoked to hear that because I, I played through you know, both Jet Set Radio games when they came out on like the Dreamcast and Xbox. So I've been a fan of the series, but the story was always very underbaked. Mm-hmm. It was like a cool yeah. setting, but they didn't really do much with the story. So I'm stoked on this. And it has a lot of the original devs coming back and working on it, if I remember right. Is that true or is I, it just an homage? I believe I believe there's some I believe there's some overlap. I don't know to what extent. Uh, but you you can get de- like I mean I've never played either game, and I've I've always just known of the series through like osmosis or just seeing it covered somewhere. And the first time I picked it up and played it, I was like, oh, this is Jet Set Radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this, this is Jet Set fucking Radio. I swear, it's fun. It's one of those games where it's it's a collect it's basically a collectathon. Like oh hey I need to oh there's that new graffiti that I don't have I need to find a way to skate up there and get it oh, hey, there's this place I need to go tag over here. And you can, like, unlock a map of an area. And it. I was just, like, last night I was just sitting there like, okay, I need to go here. I need to go there. I need to go. And it's just a fun turn your brain off, listen to some good hip-hop, and skate around and do some do some wicked stuff. The gangs that you fight are also really cool. Uh, the first one is they're like Frankenstein's monster, and they're called the Franks. And they, nice. they like dance like they're like Frankenstein. The second one were the, I think they were, oh, what were they? I just fought them last night. They were like, uh, they're very into astrology. The Bride signs. of Franks. I, I okay. wish. <laughs> they're, they're very astrology driven. They, uh, I think they're called like the Genesis or something like that. But like the whole time they're messing with you, they're talking about like your sign and stuff. And like, oh, typical Capricorn, which I am. So it's funny. <laughs> Do you still have the ability to create your own custom graffiti? Like that was a thing on the Dreamcast. You could do a little crude like MS Paint style drawing, and then that's what you'd paint the game world. I haven't seen anything like that. Uh, doesn't mean it's not okay. in there, but maybe maybe further along. I'm only in the fourth area, which I think there are five okay. or six. So, if I mean, maybe it's something in the options I haven't seen yet, but I'll keep an eye out for that. What What is cool when you go to spray paint? Like the way that you pick what you're spray painting is you your starting direction and you kind of like just like do like a shape and that's how what determines what you paint, and so it's really fun trying to remember. I think I think there is an achievement for like tag everything in an area with a different tag, so you, like you're sitting there trying. Okay, which one did I use? I'm almost tempted no. to pull out a notebook, <laughs> but then I'm almost <laughs> tempted to be like, I don't need this achievement. Who am I trying? Who is this for? <laughs> Who is this for? For yourself. It's for yourself. <laughs> no. Appreciate. Uh, let's see when I can get it to run properly. I'm also playing Alan Wake two. Uh, so what I had to do, I up, I finally updated my driver, Josh, I had to buy drive booster to be able to update my driver properly on my, on my card. Yeah. Literally could have gamers, my man. library. I know. I know. PC gamers have it rough. It was, it was on sale. It was on sale. So I was like, screw it. Let's do this. And so I updated that. It was still running like shit. So the issue I'm having with it, it's not in-game, it's the cutscenes. So like, let's say, let's say this is a cutscene right now. Everything that I'm saying would be like a minute behind. And that's every cutscene. And so it kind of takes me out of it. But oddly enough, it when it's the full motion video cutscene, so when it cuts to like actual Sam Lake and the other actors, plays perfectly. No, no sync out, no sync issues. It's only like the big cutscenes when there's a lot of assets like around. So it drives me nuts, but otherwise, in-game is running really well. I just got to the first part where you play as Alan Wake, B 
beat the first boss before Alan Wake. Alan came back actually, and uh, it's a scary game. I I've had a few jumps. There hasn't been any like dread yet, but like there have been a plenty of jump scares. I like Saga. I like her mind room with the ability to like pause the game, be in her investigation room, and kind of look at your board and trace the trace the yarn. Mm. And kind of piece that's that the big uh, feature everyone's talking about is the investigation feels sort of authentic because like uh, games don't really pull that off very well often it's like you walk into a room and you just got to click the right object and the character will just figure something out and tell you um that- so i was excited to hear that that was you know more fleshed out in this one um because i i felt like the gameplay in the first game i played through alan wake one that was a little overly simplistic i thought well, and the investigating was always like it was an issue for me back in L.A. Noir <laughs> because it was like, all right, I'm going to pick up this Coke bottle and I'm going to, oh, this Coke bottle has a date on it. This expired yesterday. That might be a clue. And then your character would like write it in the journal. <laughs> Whereas he oh, was so ambitious and so weird. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is just like sitting on a character's face trying to decide if they're lying or not. And they're just like doing like. but no i'm enjoying alan wake 2 i got through i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody but i just got through the first alan wake portion and uh i haven't gotten to the portion that everyone's talking about i'm waiting for that to pop up but the part i'm in is very eerie right now uh josh i see your i see your little thing moving around on the website you knock that off you knock that off don't you worry about what's going on here just keep talking about your games (laughs) Uh, and then also (laughs) i'm also playing the new season of Fortnite. i'm really enjoying it they've got the weapon attachments so you can pick up like a sniper rifle and it might not even have a scope and so you have to go into one of the safes spread or one yeah one of the safes around the map and go up to the workbench and attach a scope that costs gold or like you you have options of different scopes different handles you can put a muzzle or a suppressor on it and you can do that across the board and then this season is the closest it's been to a season i played i think the first season i played actually back in 2020 which was the spy season so there's bosses around the map they're actually hard again uh there's a cruise ship on the map kind of like when they had deadpool in the game so i'm just i'm like playing it and having a good time but also feeling very nostalgic at the same time which is funny because fortnite just had the og season before this and so i'm just like fuck am i am i one of those nostalgia junkies now because i'm really enjoying this and i have what do you uh, think about rocket racer the the racing mode i thought it was pretty good like i I like it once you it's locked at fortnite once you once you get used to like how the drift works i think it's a lot of the drift and then like how to wall bounce because that was like the most confusing thing for me out of the gate but once i learned how to do that i'm like i mean i haven't played enough to really be ranked high but i think i'm gold two or something like that but i mean i anytime i play it i sink an hour into it before i realize that oh shit i've been doing this for a while i need to stop i enjoy it i started the i started the lego side of it and was just like i don't really want to have another survival building thing to do so i checked out of that haven't even played the music one because i just don't have any interest in that and don't feel like spending money on the tracks which i think they're like 500 v buck or yeah v bucks a piece which is just too much way too much right Uh, and then can you even use like a guitar hero controller with it i don't think so i think it's all mouse and keyboard or uh gamepad yeah, I, rhythm games, I always need, like, the actual maracas or the guitar. I just have never gotten into a rhythm game on the controller. 
I, there's very few games like melatonin's like the one that I can play on a controller. Otherwise, maybe Res. Oh, Res is a good one. I haven't played Res in a while, so I don't know if I'd be weird about it. But I can't. Yeah, I can't. I, I just I can't like. It's like the the thumb being out and staying on beat with the thumb just feels weird. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but that's what I've been playing. We uh, looks like everyone's starting out the uh, new year very busy. I have another game that I'm current getting ready to start playing. I don't think I can talk about it yet, but hopefully by next week I I, can't, I won't be I won't be annoying next week and we'll be able to talk about it. I always hate I always hate when people do that, but I I start to see why <laughs> they're like, oh, I should probably at least mention I'm playing this thing. That's uh, so cool though that you have like a, a game. You know, you're getting a first look at something. And that's just, that's so exciting. I just wish there was more money involved in it. <laughs> if I were being blown. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> Josh, you got some news for us? Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper mister? It's time for old news. Yeah, I sure do. We got a couple articles. Let's go. All right, let's uh, go. <clears throat> starting off, uh, Ben's studio... Uh, we cooking with a new IP. All right, so this uh, is a, this is an article from. Oh, well, hold on, I gotta gotta go to the it's, page. It's Game Rant. Game by, Rant by uh, Dane Anario. Uh, uh, so good for those who don't know, Ben Studio uh, was the studio who developed Days Gone, my favorite zombie game. I think it's better than The Last of Us. You're wrong. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not a sheep and conform to your society oh well hey the last of us part two is more the like best... a real survival simulator though right because i mean last of us is so story oriented isn't yeah um, days yeah gone. it's more linear more like you yeah it's more story driven where days gone is definitely more of an open world and there and then there's zombie take of course is much different compared i mean obviously everybody has their own take of what zombies are but uh this one is by far the grossest with the uh the shit nest Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That is gross. Yeah. What? They make their nests with their their feces and sticks. <laughs> that's how they spawn more zombies. Well, like no, that's well, that's how they make their nest, and that's how they like like when they or like when they build their hordes. That's what they build their uh, their like homes with. So, uh, and during the day when they're sleeping, that's what they're sleeping in. Oh, gross. Okay. Keep it classy. All right. I like yes. it. But, hey, uh, these zombies like to keep a clean house. Okay. Yes. <laughs> For we to uh, judge. Did you touch my shit? Yeah. Did you touch my shit? I told you not to touch <laughs> my shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so essentially they've been they've you know they've been kind of quiet for a hot minute. I think Days Gone was twenty. Is that 2016, 20, 2017? 16, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so they've been they've been quiet for a little bit, but they're working on a new IP. Uh, and in a tweet, somebody asked them like, "Hey, how's the new IP going?" And they basically they literally said, "We cooking." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was it, it could spawn a whole news story just being that cryptic. But I mean, so you guys, are, do you? I sort of hope it's not an open world game. Not that I don't love those, but I just feel like that's just what the PlayStation brand has become. Is that they crush these open world games. So I think they have the competency as a studio to. I mean, first of all, I'm excited. There's just a new IP. It's so easy to just cash in on sequels these days that anytime someone's going to make something new, I'm into it. I mean, but, um, as much as I'm excited for it being a new IP, I also really enjoyed Days Gone. I would love to see yeah. a sequel to that. I mean, they left it on such a good cliffhanger, too. But, Josh, like, the days are gone. 
The days are gone. There are <laughs> no more days. Back. I will gone. backhand you in your Last of Us looking ass. Yeah. <laughs> JMO, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Looking here, it says uh, Studio's upcoming game will be an open world multiplayer experience. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little. I'm. I'm. So for, first of all, this is very weird because this seems to be like the one studio that Sony just is kind of like. Eh. This is like I'm the middle child of Sony. I kind of feel like they're yeah, like, here, really. take this, go over there and play. Whereas you know, you look at like what these other studios are doing. Fucking Naughty Dog just canceled their multiplayer zombie game. Uh, it looks like Insomniac, based off of those leaks, which fuck those people for leaking that shit. But it looks like Insomniac is in Marvel prison for the next. <laughs> 10 yep. years and so the fact that sony's like ah you know what ben studio go go over there go go do a multiplayer thing sure why not especially when that first day's gone game meets their like cookie cutter mold that like all their other games have that third person action narrative uh so i mean i i, I agree with josh i think days gone did enough to like in its own way to be like hey we're a series let us stay around but at the same time, I'm also like, well, you know, you have the better zombie series over here with The Last of Us Part 1 and 2 uh, and Part 3 yeah. hopefully soon. <laughs> so you don't need another zombie game. We have zombie game at home. <laughs> they don't want to be their own competitor necessarily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, they're but, both I mean, exclusive. I... So it's like, why would it matter? Have them buy both games. Like one is, like we said, one is linear and story driven. The other one is more open world actiony, and, you know, it's the cool cousin. <laughs> the cool cousin. Yeah. All right, Josh. Would you be it? open to them developing a Last of Us open world game? Like, you know, because then, the, then you got the built-in audience, but then you got mm. the cool open world gameplay. You're not into it. I know. I, I, <laughs> I you think want your I'd shit be, nests. No, I, I do want my shit nest. I, I mean, I'm not against it. I, I wouldn't, you know, shoot it down immediately. I'm just, I very much loved Days Gone to the point where I have it for, you know, PC and uh, PlayStation, like I'm an adv advocator for it because I think it was such a good, good underrated game. Don't get me wrong; when it first came out, definitely had a, it was a hot mess. Uh, but uh, nowadays, that's like the thing. Like everybody uh, on release is a very hot mess, and we're like, everybody's like, "Oh, we'll just give it time, give it time." Why should this be any different? You should have given it time. You should go back and play it, and I, honestly, reintroduce yourself to the world and go, "Damn it, do I want more shit, uh, shit zombies?" <laughs> I mean, point me, point me in the direction of any Sony first-party game that didn't launch with a little, a few hiccups here and there that people were complaining about. True. Yeah. What we got next? Uh, yeah. So moving down the list, uh, Baldur's Gate three too spicy to record on Xbox. What? <laughs> yes. That's what cracked me up. So, and I didn't realize this was a big deal. Like Sony didn't have any issues with them. Uh, steam of course i mean obviously you can go on there you can pretty much see rule 34 anywhere you go uh, but yeah i did not realize that this could get you banned for a year or you know suspended for a year like it it baffles me you knew what you were getting into when you said yeah we went on our console were there are there any other sex, sexually explicit games on Xbox i don't i can't think of anything where you're rolling. maybe like the cuz they did do a witcher like reintroduction witcher 2 and Witcher has Witcher has the uh, Witcher three has like full nudity. Witcher two literally starts with Trish butt ass naked. 
I, I didn't, literally within I, the first five minutes of the game. I didn't Trish notice. is naked. Uh, this is another game rant, by the way. <laughs> this is from Jason yeah. Finelli. I did not know. Uh, you said Witcher, Witcher Two. Hold on, let me write that down. Yes. I only know that because I <laughs> only played the first, uh, the first five minutes of the game, and I was there for thirty minutes. Jeez. I think though, I feel like this has to be some sort of algorithm. I know how you guys feel about those. No, it's but... definitely it's definitely AI driven. It's right. something yes. machine wise has come in and is doing the work and it's flagging it. And the graphics have gotten good enough at this point that the AI thought it was mm-hmm. full on porno. And, you know, and the fact that you know, the article mentions that they've filed an appeal for the ban and haven't heard back. I, I would be shocked if this was somehow intentional and is not lifted. Although it'd be great <laughs> PR for the game, though. It'd be like, you know, the game that's too hot to show you on the Xbox. <laughs> too so, hot for So Microsoft. this is a game I've been wanting to get into, but I'm not a PC gamer. It primarily just kinky times. Like, isn't that also battles and like? It, I, all I, mean, I ever hear about it you, is the kinky stuff. If just, you I mean, ever played, it's... if you ever played Mass Effect, it's 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 a little more drawn out than like you know you do a mission and then between the mission, but oh hey, there's um there's um there's Garrus. I'm gonna go flirt with Garrus and like get to know Garrus a little more. Like for example, yes. this this character on the screen, Shadowheart. After one of the big missions, one of the earlier big missions you and her go for a picnic and you kind of just talk about like her path as a cleric, her path um, as a, as basically a religious like follower and how she's kind of like in the doubts. And that kind of leads to the next time. I think there, I don't think I ever did it, but there could, because I was chasing other interests at the time, but I think there's a (laughs) moment where you can skinny dip with her, if I remember correctly, or at least swim with her. Uh, And then again, you talk more in the water and yeah, so I, I, I look at Mass Effect and I think of it in that way. Just more sexy. I haven't I don't I don't play a lot of games like this where you have like these like in-depth like romantic options. Like the closest thing I've done recently was like Firewatch. I don't know if you guys played that game, but like yes. the, the radio romance you have and mm-hmm. like I, I felt intimate. I was like, this is intense. <laughs> I mean, hold on, let's be honest. So there, there there's literally you can literally have sex with a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that why the bear is the article? Uh, you're in your top ten article. You yep. have the bear face. <laughs> I was like, I feel like this bear is important. He's got so, a look in his eye. Or, I mean, right? there's 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 nothing sexy there. It's just you know, it, it's it's pure instinct at that point. Prime. <laughs> I'm just, you know, they had a chance at a Goldilocks where you know, like your character could be like, ah, oh my god, no, 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 no. this no. one is just right. No, <laughs> They missed it. They missed it. Hey, be careful on your Xbox. Uh, you might catch an STD playing Baldur's Gate on your Xbox. Okay. You're not careful. Oh, I'm wow. like a uh, cease and desist at this point. I'm going to put my hand over the camera because my students might one day find this. So. <laughs> Speaking of cease and desist, Josh, uh, this next one has none of those. Yeah, so uh, of course, for those who aren't aware, uh, Mickey Mouse, 95 years away from the public domain and has finally entered it. Um, and already it's a very hot mess. Um, so there is, so horror gamers revealed there was like two big movies announced, uh, we're sticking to the game aspect. Uh, they had to go under some, uh, the, the, it's bad. It's bad. Um, three days in guys, come on. So, and we're already having these issues with, I mean, Nazi right. connotations. Like, come on, guys. Come on. So we got, oh, I'm sorry. The last one was GameSpot. This one is also GameSpot. Your guys' logos are too similar. GameSpot and GameRant. Figure it out. The G? Really? The G? 
the G. Uh, so Mickey Mouse horror game revealed undergoes name change due to Nazi connotations. This article is from Chris Pereira and Eddie McCooch. <laughs> Great name, Eddie. Um, yeah, so I forget what the name was, but I read it. I read the name earlier in another article. Uh, Infestation 88. Yeah, I heard that and I was called. like, that's some Nazi shit, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> and they, they started saying that, like, you remembered that and like they're making a game that is has nazi tie-ins and it was just a real like caught with your pants down like you guys didn't do your research for this um you know it's it's just meant to grab headlines though for being the mickey mouse horror game so i doubt it'll affect the success or failure of the game that much no i mean really at this point it's more seo they're like hey let's let's go ahead and talk about this because it obviously is a big deal and it i mean yeah obviously you know i'm trying not trying to make light of the situation like Come on, guys. Well, it's it's not hard. The Wikipedia exists. Is it accurate all the time? No. Well, and but... like you like you said, Josh. Well, first of all, it's Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney. So I mean, there's kind of that. There's kind of a uh, uh, Walt Disney's background. He he, uh, very hateful guy, <laughs> very hateful guy. Um, uh, just like the Nazis, very hateful folks. Um, but you know, I'm looking at really. The... I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, all right. Uh, Did you? Well, I'm glad you're not a history teacher. <laughs> then i'd be worried about what's going on in this classroom jesus okay (laughs) but so i'm looking at this picture of mickey mouse uh from this still in this trailer and i'm looking at this and i think there's a still from a movie or something there's something else out there and i've seen all these things for this mickey like mickey mouse has gone wild and he's everywhere in these different uh, these different uh medias and i see them all and i just can't distinguish all of them apart because (laughs) Well, they all want to go horror. Yeah, they're they're doing. Yeah. The, they said how how successful, I say it loosely, successful the the Pooh Bear horror movie was. Blood and Honey. Yes. <laughs> and so, so they're like, oh, let's 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 hop on this bandwagon. Mickey Mouse goes public twenty twenty four day one. Let's be the first ones out there with it. That's so. It just it just reeks of like, hey, we're creatively bankrupt. Oh shit, look at what's on the public domain. And I'm also just disappointed that nobody's jumped in and done just like, a, hey, we're going to do Steamboat Willie, but it's the Great Gatsby. Uh, I'm, like, right. I, I'm still waiting for there to be some type of announcement of, like, I don't know, maybe something on uh, a little higher intensity of, uh, other than Rule 34. You know what? The, Whoa. <laughs> Josh, I you're, want, just, you're not looking I want hard a, enough. It's I, want out a, there. I, want a, I want a sex with Mickey 3D. It's, you're not looking hard enough. It's out there. <gasps> No, Josh, we're I, not. I'm building Josh, it. I've got not. AI in building. Josh, no, we're, we're not. Right Josh, no. Yes, no. The sad thing though is that like he mentions AI building. Like I, at this point, even as garbage, like clickbaity as this game is designed to be, I'm like, well, at least I feel like a human being was behind this insensitivity of this stupid idea. Mm-hmm. I think we got a couple more years of human beings still making stuff, you know, before <laughs> the algorithm just makes everything. Um, we, what we I don't need... know. I think this. We, we need just we need like something made by AI to come out and for everyone to just see how bad and you know what people are already doing it there was that uh, Hannah Montana ripoff I think her name was like Maria Indiana or something she was an AI woman all the music was AI and you're just like oh shit this is what these bros want this is disgusting uh, the real power yeah. move that I want for Mickey Mouse which for those not in the know so you can use his likeness you can kind of like play around with his design you just can't use the name mickey mouse in naming it so what i want to happen i want nintendo i want those ballsy motherfuckers in nintendo to introduce a new smash character and just call him the mouse 
No, that'd be hilarious. Put, I've actually always thought that the next Smash game, you know, because they can't, they can't, they can't out Ultimate Ultimate. Like, they'll never get that many characters in the game ever again, just from a pure licensing and legal standpoint. So I thought that, you know, since Sakurai is also getting kind of old, get some of the younger people on the team and start a separate series and do Disney. And do, you know, Disney, like, you know, Mickey Mouse versus Mike Wazowski versus Iron Man versus, <laughs> you know, Darth Vader. You have you have this crossover potential they did with but Disney Infinity. It's a waste of the brand. The, the problem with that, though, is look at how bad. Uh, what's the Star Brawl game? is? Yeah. Oh, Our, uh, Justice? Uh, no. Multiverses. Nick, multiverses. Multiverses. Look how bad that did. Look how. And even that, oh. I mean. The Nickelodeon version equivalent. I mean, like, yeah, they have the names and stuff, but really, it's about execution, right? And that's why I think though the Smash team should just take those characters because I think they could pull off the execution. They just need new characters, you know, to keep that series going. Because I don't know how do you do Smash Five at this point. I don't know if you guys are big fans they're, of that series. So but... they're not going to, or at least not. Um, right. Yeah, if they do, um, it's probably going to be. Uh, a free to play uh with a lot of so basically what we're seeing now is just you know we're gonna, you're gonna be paying for skins you're gonna be paying for seasons and stuff like that would be my guess i could i could yeah. see them trying to I, and it's gonna be a pain in the ass with all the license all the licensing they've done on the back end but i could see them trying to port ultimate to the switch too and just trying to kind of like what they did with mario kart for the switch mario kart 8 where yeah. they, <laughs> essentially the same game but they're like hey you motherfuckers like racetracks here you go. We got a year planned of them. Here you go. And so that's, I think that's what they'll do. Ultimate will come to the Switch too. Uh, they might lose a character. Just have more DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh shit, we lost Steve because Minecraft is weird. But you know what we got now? We got, we went and got Scooby Doo. That's right. We went and got Scooby fucking Doo. <laughs> yeah. So play it. I mean, well, anybody at this point can do it better than Grand Theft Auto 5. Let's face it, it's been on three fucking generations. Good for them. Well, you only got to wait two more years for the next game. So. Oh, it's getting, <laughs> it's getting pushed to 20. Let's be serious. It's, it's getting, getting pushed, pushed to 26. Yeah, Josh, what you got? The PlayStation off. 6 launch game. Yeah. <laughs> PlayStation oh, 7. Josh, what you got next? Uh, yeah, so... Oh, Siri apparently decided to listen to me. Siri. Uh, last thing on the list. Um, beaten by a child. Tetris NES. So, essentially... Um, NES Tetris has been known to basically be like uh, a very like the most difficult one of them all or one of the most difficult and yeah this 13 year old kid who's old enough to be the son of Tetris uh, beat it uh, loosely beat it loosely. But... so this comes from Cat Bailey over at IGN uh, so he, he got the kill screen I like to imagine yeah. this kid's dad was very into Tetris and he was running through the house to tell like the other kids and uh, his partner like hey 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 Tetris, Tetris kill stream coming up. Kind of like that, uh, that King of Kong moment yeah. where that guy's going around telling everyone there's a kill screen. I always <laughs> reference that moment and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. It warms my heart to hear you make that joke. I'll just walk up to people, got Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if you're interested. <laughs> we, we got a Tetris kill screen going on in the living room. You guys don't want to miss this. It never happened. I hope they record it. it wait, hold on. Let me yeah, they recorded it. Oh, they did. Oh my god. Yeah. If you go further down there, I think the the, the video down there plays it. Okay. Let, we we got we got to sneak a peek at this. Oh my god. Oh, it's oh thank so god. So fast. 
How is and this, this video? is one, okay. and he's also doing the rolling where you take the the controller, put it sideways, and you flick. Yes. By putting your yes. I've seen people do it. I'm like that has to hurt after some point, though, or start to get like uh, hurt your knuckles. How Jesus. does he even react at this speed? Well, I mean, at this point, it's probably the only game you play, or you know, it's yeah. like you spend hours upon a day. Uh, you know, as someone who recently had a moment with Tetris uh, in Austin playing Tetris Effect, a Tetris Effect, you're into I, it. I, uh, I, you know, I never understood the Kool Aid of Tetris, but now that I've played Tetris Effect, I'm like, no, this is beautiful. This is this is Are gaming. You sober? I, uh, that game? Some of it. Some of it. Because, because if you were, you you played it wrong. That game was <laughs> that game would make you cry if you're not. <laughs> like, there he goes. Oh, that's cool. He's so happy. Yeah. Look at that joy. I, so I like it means something to him. That's that's what I my takeaway from this. You know, is that yeah, like, oh, it's and it's fantastic. Like I'm I'm glad a younger generation is taking up arms and sh like showing like, hey, we're not just a generation of Minecraft and Roblox. Like we actually, you know, <laughs> can actually go back and play Tetris. We can actually connect shit. Nice, Our, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice block connection, Josh. I appreciated that. Yeah, you're oh, that's good. They, they fill in the gaps. <laughs> oh, but, so that's interesting because, like, my, um, you know, a lot of the students in the pandemic fell behind in, like, reading and writing. And so I'm definitely seeing that, you know, I'm a public school teacher. And it's, it's, it's not their fault for a big portion of it. But what's been really interesting is that they have skills that I think kids our age when we were going through school didn't have so like i do this activity about reliable sources where they're shown a series of images and some of them are authentic and hard to believe and some of them are photoshopped mm -hmm. they have to guess which one is real which one is fake and every year the kids get better at spotting the fakes good that's a good sign good you know what yeah. i mean and because because like they're they're tech savvy and they can spot a, a very clever deception so it really warms my heart to see this kid not only knowing, you know, a game like Tetris, but, you know, feeling so connected to it. <laughs> Tetris effect connected, if you will. Um, <laughs> the music is ringing in my story. ears. Thank I, you for I, including that. that. That starts the year off on a good note. That is beautiful. I look at this and I it makes me, like, think back to, like, game preservation and all the efforts into that and why it's so important. And I, I kind of... and. I look at something like Game Pass, like, yes, it's it's uh, it's capitalistic, yes, but, like, it's putting games all in one spot, and, I mean, if you look at music, like, stuff like Spotify, like, they have a lot of bad things about them, but having, having that stuff available to you, ha being able to easily access it at that young of an age, whereas, you know, when we were younger, like, the only music we had access to was whatever our parents had, or whatever games we had access to was whatever our parents had or was willing to get us, and... I know. I don't know. I look at this and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. This kid's probably playing, playing a copy of Tetris he got from his pops or, or that Josh sent him in a ROM. <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to do that legally. Uh, you have to find you have to, you have to own your own. Yeah. yeah he's got, it's a video. Yeah, he's got it on a video card or on a screen somewhere. Um, but no, I just, I look at this and I, my heart gets all warm about like preservation and like holding on to the past just so we can share it with the future. Uh, Josh, thank you Good for thank you for including this story. That's, Josh, look at you! Look at you! Got me all crying and shit. First official show of the of the year. <laughs> and then of course we got a banger of a meme for everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's meme time. <laughs> meme time.
Yeah. So for <laughs> for those who can't see, uh, it's uh, muscled out Mickey uh, preparing for public domain day one. He's you know he's lifting. He's looking good. He's really buff. Uh, and three days in, his head is caved in. <laughs> Spot on. Which Spot looks on. like a screenshot from a Mickey horror game. Like it works yes. on multiple levels. Watch out for inclusion. smushed Mickey. He's coming. <laughs> And for reference, for those who don't know about it, we're recording this January third. So yeah, yeah. Smushed Mickey. The smushed Mickey is probably a rule thirty-four. <laughs> Donald and Goofy, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll do it again. Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. There's a, there's a joke. Kingdom Hearts joke in there somewhere. <laughs> we need the Keyblade. Sora's tied up in the back. Donald's hung. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, we've got one last segment for the show. Uh, so hey, 2024 is here. So we're just gonna we're gonna talk. You know, things we're looking forward to, resolutions for the year, and predictions. Uh, so let's kick it off with uh, games we're looking forward to. I'll start. So if you remember from the show this time last year, my most uh, anticipated game of 2023 was Frostpunk 2. My most anticipated game of 2024 is Frostpunk 2. <laughs> because we're still waiting uh but you know i kind of got i kind of got my fill a little bit for it at the end of the year here playing last train home Uh, it scratched that itch a little bit it wasn't quite quite frostpunk but it had enough to where i was like okay all right i can hold off uh i haven't dabbled back into the first frostpunk yet but it might be worth doing that this year and two just i mean it's just a great setting you'll get me anything that is snow piercer adjacent and i'm like yes all right let's do this let's go so that is my most you do snow piercer the show snow piercer the movie i thought was like a 10 and i never got the show i never got into the show i've never i've never sat down to watch the show i watched the movie a while back when it came out i need to watch it again but i remember really liking it anything where i mean it's so simple like poor people on the back of the train rich people up front we're having a party up front. You're not invited. I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's yeah. watch. That being Looking said. Look at screenshots of Frostpunk 2. It's like, looks gorgeous. Oh, my God. Like, those, those guys make beautiful games. Churesque. They, yeah. they make beautiful games. And, you know, there's some other, like, management type games where I'm like, ah, I could probably hold off. Could probably hold off long enough by playing like Terra Nil from last year, the, uh, the ecosystem game where you're tearing stuff down to build. Instead of being a city builder, it's a city destroyer. So I kind of I kind of like that concept. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? That kind of sounds like it's like in the intersection of Frostpunk. So maybe I'll hold because you know what? This time next year, I something tells me I'm going to be saying Frostpunk 2025, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I can go. Uh, Nick's going to judge me hardcore for it. I'm looking forward to uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm not judging you. The, those those remakes are in really good hands. I mean, the way they ended with uh, remake was like it left me like I wanted more. I I do want more, so it's like I'm very intrigued with the, with what they're doing. It's not your typical, you know, or we're just gonna make it more modern. Or we're gonna throw some stuff in. No, they are changing it up, and I'm in. Take my money. The yeah, old- and that was a cool twist at the end of that one. Is that like you think you're getting just a retelling, and you're not, but. Right. It's kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys are anime fans, but the Evangelion movies. Yes. Like when yes. they redid those and it starts and you think you know what you're getting and then it's like, oh, and all of a sudden they throw you a curveball. Yeah. And they're like, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> that's cool. I think the only thing that's throwing me from it, Josh, is that they're doing the Kingdom Hearts thing where they have like all these in between games with these weird names. 
I like the uh, the forever crisis. Yeah, I, I could see that, but don't don't. Okay, here's the deal. Don't play the any of the in betweener games. Focus on the main things alone. But one of them has Yuffie in it. It has Yuffie, Josh. Yuffie, and which one are you talking about <laughs> particularly? They didn't they do like a Yuffie game like. They did Integrate, which was like the, the DLC, which is just a continuation of the ending. And it's just showing what Yuffie was doing throughout uh, oh. the whole thing, basically. Well, I need to play all of it if I'm going to play the new one. Well, why don't you? I mean, you I, you have a PS4. I have a copy of it. I have a copy of it on this PS4. I just have to plug it in. <laughs> Final Can I go next? Yes, please. Go, go JMO. We, we could argue about <laughs> um, this for hours. <laughs> So since this isn't really a, a game, I'll do two. But the first one is the Elden Ring DLC. Um, mm-hmm. My brothers and I had so much fun through that game. I've I've been a Soulsborne fan since the beginning, um, even back on the PlayStation Three and Demons Souls, and just been so great because there's never really been a game that all. So I have an older brother and a younger brother, and Ring is the one game that hit the sweet spot for all of us. We're all obsessed with it. So having new content to explore and i'm hoping i don't think i'll get them to agree but i really want them to like wait for me so we encounter new (laughs) stuff together but my little brother's a bit of a control freak he like needs to run through it first solo so he can fully enjoy it and then he'll play multiplayer but um elden ring was i think one of the best games of the last 10 years so super excited for more content and and um do you what do you guys think of these switch 2 rumors there's i've heard there's like the clamshell idea that like it'll be like the DS, but it'll split, so it can be plugged into the TV, and you can have your Wii U style second screen, or you could split it and play multiplayer with somebody you know also on the bus, but you each have your own screen. I think that could be cool. I don't know. I feel like there's a there's something there. I'm trying it's... to remember back to what like Switch One rumors were. And yeah. I, I don't know if like, I don't remember if like they were close at all, but I do like the idea of a shell. Cl- Cause I remember like going from game boy. So like game boy advance had like had the flip, but then once we, once we made that jump to DS and had the, had the dual screen, it was, it, I mean, it was special. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it didn't always work. Like there were weird games where you had to blow on things, but I thought, <laughs> I thought the two screens were cool. I, uh, Kids these days don't understand. We had the blow on our games back in the day. <laughs> NES, we had the blow on it. Then uh, Wii, DS, we had the blow on it. I don't know. Like I think the Wii U, I'm actually a Wii U defender. I loved that system for all the stupidity of how it was born and its concept. It had some great uses of that double screen. So okay. I'd love Nintendo to get another crack at that with the Switch audience and with the sort of lessons learned. And especially since, you know, Steam Deck, it's like eating their lunch. You got to do some... If you're not going to have parody with the Steam Deck, you got to do something super different. And I think the the clamshell that can split into two consoles, I think that could be it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, like, like you said, Steam Deck's eating their lunch. Like, for a while, they could they were able to take their foot off the gas and be like, hey, indie games, come over here. Xbox doesn't really do anything with you anymore. Come over here. Come right. on, come on, come on. The people can take you with them. And then Steam Deck came out and said, "You've already bought our. You've already bought the fucking game. <laughs> Play it on the go. Yeah. Here you go." Switch is like, "Oh, we got Red Dead Redemption Two for sixty bucks," and it's like, "Oh, Steam sale for four dollars." Like, and it's Cha-ching. and it's not a compromised version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Nintendo has to do something. 
different or they have to modernize which i don't think they'll ever do well you know cell phones are starting to get into that two screen like shell like flip up so i could see i could see the switch doing like an iteration of that now you now you got me curious now you got me curious uh let's see what's next so do we want to do predictions next or do we want to do resolutions i mean i've got two predictions all right josh you've got them ready to go let's let's do predictions i'll fire them off right now so the first one I think Ubisoft is going to have the worst year ever. Can you elaborate a little bit for so, the uneducated? Why? So I think they'll start off strong with Prince of Persia. Like that's going to be their, their, that's their opener. So I think they'll do good with that. However, I think with everything else between uh, Skull and Bones and oh, what's the other one that's supposed to come out? Um, oh, is it the uh, their hero shooter with all the uh, Tom yes. Clancy people? I think both are going to fail miserably and they're going to have to start letting people go. They're going to have a mass uh, layoff. They're going to get bought up by Square Enix. Yeah. And that's ironically my second prediction. Square Enix is going to have their best year. Honestly, probably ever. You ready for this? So we've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Then we have Final Fantasy XIV is coming to the Xbox for the first time. So you introduced a whole new console to MMO. Then on top of that, Final Fantasy XIV has their DLC, their next uh, expansion coming out, Dawn Trail. And then possibly they'll have their next uh, Kingdom Hearts title that's supposed to be for the phone. I'm not saying that's going to be their breadwinner, but I'm saying as far as all avenues go, they've hit every single console and they're making money. Sounds good. I mean, that sounds like a big year for them. Oh, it's and I don't know any of their side projects either. This is just like their major ones, right? Yeah, that's just Final Fantasy. They got so many other brands. Yeah, when well, they've they cut all FF-y. the. I'm air quoting really hard. They cut all their fat with like IDOS and all the was that Crystal? Were they they had Crystal Dynamics for a while too, right? I believe until yeah. they sold them to is either Embracer or Tencent. So yeah, they're and, all they're just they're going in the direction of their. Um, they're their, RP, their RPGs, and they're like, ah, you know what? We don't, because every every other like Western game that came out, they're like, oh, it underperformed. It did really well, but we did, it didn't land where we thought it was gonna land. And that because they did that again with the next Tomb Raider, and then they did that again with the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And so now, like they've kind of they kind of leaned out. They've got all their RPGs coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, again, someone's buying Square Enix. <laughs> I don't think anybody. It's a matter Square of time. Enix. I don't think anybody is. If anything, I, I think Square is going to buy somebody up uh, at the end of the year. Oh, it's going to become a big player. Well, I think they'll they'll try to absorb somebody who's outside of what they currently do. Because let's say let's I mean they had like that uh, that first soldier that uh, their equivalent of a battle royale. Great concept, but failed execution. Problem is they didn't you know they didn't bring any experts in. I think they'll absorb another company by the end of the year or try to acquire them. And they'll start to use them as like their next stepping stone because obviously, you you don't want to be just known for one genre. You want to be branched out. Like yeah, they branched out or try to branch out with these westerns, but they just didn't work out because, I mean, I don't know the exact reason, but obviously they didn't. They sold them. So, right. All right, I've got I've got two. I thought of them just now, so they're going to be crazy. They're going to be no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> You're going to call the shot. I think the Silent Hill Two remake is going to come out and crash and burn. 
Yep. Really? And I, I, I just the Silent Hill, like I like the Resident Evil fans are like loud, but they're kind of like Capcom's kind of got them on a leash. I feel like. Whereas the Silent Hill fans, they're just out there, man. They're wandering the streets of Silent Hill, barking at anybody who doesn't. Silent go. Hill. Silent Hill. Wait. Well, the um the the mobile game, the choose your own adventure sort uh, of mobile town, game, where you could you could pay ball. to win to in, yeah. That's Ascension is what it's called. Ascension, okay. Silent Hill Ascension is the other one. Yeah, but it's like you're kind of doing a communal story, but you can pay to win which means that you have more influence over what happens in the story and people got really upset by it so it seems like right out the gate they're sort of not understanding what people like about silent hill well and two um, so two bloober bloobers doing the uh the two remake which bloober people either love or hate them they had that medium game come out and i'm not saying the game's mid the game was called medium but it uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it uh, what was that last year or two years ago and it, it was this kind of uh it's the kids say mid and people are looking at this and being like eh, you know i don't really want i really don't want bloober mixed into my silent hill so i could kind of see that coming out and bombing kind of like what this uh metal gear solid re-release -re uh package did here recently where it came out and it didn't really make waves because it was kind of broken and uh, I don't see Konami selling because I think they make too much money in other areas. But I could see them maybe dealing out some IP here. Maybe going to the highest bidder. I'm not saying Kojima's got Silent Hill or Metal Gear money, but I could see him like, you know, getting, getting his posse round up to be like, all right, hey, we'll buy you Metal Gear, but it has to come out for PlayStation exclusively. I could see... I could see that happening, but uh, see, I'd be I'd be okay with that then. I mean, even yeah. even if it was just Silent Hill, like what we had with that demo was pure gold. You guys get to play to, PT. I had it. I had it and oh. played it. It was so good. I my friend Colleen it was deleted from her system, and we discovered a way to time travel on the memory card of her PlayStation 4, wasn't it? PlayStation mm -hmm. 4? Mm -hmm. And so we reset the system back to like its settings from a year prior to undelete the game. And it worked and I got to play it and it was it was a moment. I mean that demo just is one of the biggest heartbreaks of of the last, you know, couple decades of gaming and you know, I don't think the Metal Gear franchise can survive without Kojima. I don't think it should. Well, like, let's just face it. Five was like the least involved Kojima was ever in. And it's the least, I mean, besides obviously I think maybe four, because people clamored for running it off of PS3, which I'm one of them people, but it, it's just one of those. No one really talked about it. It kind of, you know, just came and gone. No oh, five. And like when, when five came out, people held it up. Like it was this masterpiece, but yeah, you could, you could kind of, and five came out unfinished. It's crazy that five was so well-renowned, but five was so unfinished. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, this, wait, you guys gave this game a 10. <laughs> what? what? I mean, I, I pre-ordered it. I loved it. But then I also saw what they were doing to Kojima and they, they, they hurt my boy. Josh, you also, yeah. Josh, you also liked Metal Gear Survive. So I've seen your, your, I've seen I never, I never said like, I gave it the benefit of the doubt and tried it because I liked the concept. I did not say yeah. I liked it. Messy my uh, game that has an interesting concept get, goes a long way. I, I'd much rather try something that seems out there, but I agree though. It's like they, they, they were so nasty with how they dealt with Kojima. And I don't even think he's necessarily the easiest person to work with, but 
just it seems like they're taking his art and mm-hmm. his branding and his this thing that is his love child and it won't ever feel legitimate or even right without him. No, Del- Delta will definitely show if they if Metal Gear will survive without Kojima. Yeah. And even then, it's just a rehashing of, you know, and three. If it, That's all it is. And if it fails, they could always put out more pachinko machines. My other prediction <laughs> is that we get a Resident Evil announcement this year. So it'll either be RE9, what they're doing with that, or it'll be an RE remake, which I don't think they're going to do Code Veronica. I don't think they're going to do 5. I think they're going to go back and remake the original. It's been 20 years. Uh, so the GameCube I, remake is so good, though. It's so like, good. It's it like GameCube remakes... It game. still looks good. It's to amazing. this day, those graphics. Are- know what? Know what? I actually see them doing now that you mentioned that, Nick. So I do see Code Veronica being their next remake. However, I see them if they're not going to remake one, I could see them porting it to the VR. Porting one to VR. <gasps> porting one to VR and making it for That'd a first. So there's there is that fan made one that they made that's like the PS one graphics and it look it doesn't look that good, but. Uh, Still, like I could see that. That would be, I mean, that would be huge. You know, could you I, imagine playing it? Because I've been, I've been sitting here, think, like, because I've been racking my brain, like, okay, the 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 areas are too small for that third person perspective. But the more mm-hmm. I think about it, I'm like, just do it in first person. Why do yeah. you need? To, why do yeah. you need to do it in third person? Or you could have mm-hmm. it. You could have both. They've they've so they've shown that they can go back and forth and have no problem. Even and in really, eight, eight's got both now. And, and I think I that's see, why they did it. I think that. Yeah. I think that's why they did it. If, They're gonna if, make. Oh yeah. my god! I've just talked myself into this. It, okay, hey everyone, confirmed here on Smashing Game Time, January third, twenty twenty four. They're remaking the original Resident Evil with the first and third person perspectives. It's coming to you, twenty twenty five around April. That's usually when Capcom does their stuff. Hey, you heard it here first. J-Mo. I also see. <laughs> well, before before we move forward, sorry. I also see them doing a rehashing of one in zero, making it one. I could see. So they, they remake one and they have like maybe a DLC that ties in pieces of zero. Kind of like I could see them doing a five remake down the road and tying in pieces of code Veronica as DLC. Okay. I guess I could see. Or that. as like a, a prologue. No, I could see that. That makes sense. Okay. Just because I think Jamie. they're they're scared of like not numbering their Resident Evils. They're like, oh, it's not Revelations. We swear. It's not Revelations. It's Revelation 3. <laughs> There's no number. We, we got numbers. We got numbers. Uh, so I have two predictions. One's loosely gaming related and one isn't at all, but I just I'm trying to get this out into the ether as much as possible. Oh, he's making a presidential um... election <laughs> prediction. <laughs> um. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 should be coming out next year, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a feeling just because of a lot of the um, in, way that Jim Carrey's become embattled with the press and with comment sections, I don't think he's going to come back. And I think it's going to be a fine movie, but I think we're really going to feel his absence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think they'll do cool stuff with it, but I think it'll be like, yeah, but should you have made this without him? Is, I don't know how you guys feel about his performance as Robotnik. But... I thought he was fantastic, but I, I do yeah. agree that it, it's going to be missing. I mean, let's. So I think they said, if I heard right, the rumor is they're doing Shadow. Shadow is going to be the villain. That was the tease at the end of the second movie, and there's yeah. been a Twitter picture. I guess they do. They build a statue of these little and uh, and uh, what's the word? <laughs> furries. The Sonic <laughs> characters. <laughs> they, have, they, they have like. Yeah, full-size little statues of them, and they showed a picture of, like, Shadow's feet. So it's definitely Shadow. And yeah, I'm excited for fans to get more Shadow stuff because he's very beloved. 
but I just I don't think he's gonna come. Jim Carrey's gonna come out of retirement, and I think we're gonna kind of miss him. Do you think? Um, they, do you and then my other recast, movie prediction. Do you think they recast no, the role? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I think I think they just make Shadow the villain, or they do a, a new villain. I mean, do you do what video game movies do right now and just cast Jack Black as Doctor Robotnik? Hey, you leave Jack Black out of this, all right? He is not the Chris Pratt of the world. He's gonna get. To a, he's gonna get. He's gonna. Get <laughs> well, he just got announced. He so just he, did get announced for something, didn't he? Minecraft, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I know he just got announced for something, but hey, he did a fantastic Bowser, and he's, we got Peach out of it. He's also gonna be in the Borderlands movie. I'm okay with that. He's just gonna love Jack Black. I love me. No, no. He's gonna Chris play Sam over Porter saturate on the D. He's gonna play Sam Porter Bridges in the uh, Death Stranding movie. <laughs> oh, gonna connect you. Death Stranding also already has Conan O'Brien in it. Like, yeah. so, um, and then my other prediction, um, and this is not going at all, but I just have to put this on the ether as much as possible. Furious is a three-parter. So the final Fast and Furious movie is going to be called Fast Triple X, Fast XXX, and it's going to have Xander Cage, um, the Triple X franchise, meet um, uh, Vin Diesel's character from Fast and Furious. Dumb. So it's going to be Fast <laughs> XXX, and it's going to have two Vin Diesels, which is the only way you could top those movies is to double down on your Vin Diesels. So you heard it here. Well, actually heard on my podcast first, but you heard it here again. You, Triple X with two Vin Diesels. You crazy son of a bitch. I'm in. It's going to be a thing. I'm in. It's going to be a thing. I'm in. Only if we get the gay scene where their cars, you know, meet. Oh, the, uh, the, American, <laughs> the American dad parody where they flip the car and then they kill. start making out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we, we film it like we film it like that for France. But then we cut all that stuff for the American release. <laughs> I was cracking up because you guys on your Rick and Morty episode reminded me of this episode where jerry is trying to not impregnate his mom or have yeah. sexual intercourse <laughs> with his mom and they're flying towards each other in slow motion and it's just like that's what this all reminded me of i, I hate when that happens you know it's, it's it, i really related to that episode um <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't uh last but not least resolutions for 2024 now this is the hard one because if you make the resolution we're gonna hold you to it uh and if you don't do it we'll kill you uh, so I've, oh, what's my, uh, my resolution. And I realize I'm say that looking at two screens, I'm going to get less screen time this year. Uh, I know, I know, Nick, you're a writer, Nick, you play video games. You, uh, you want to work in uh TV and film, like what, what less screens. I just want to spend more time with my family, you guys. And so, but to do that Friday nights, I'm shutting the screens off and might yes. turn on another screen and watch a TV with the family, but damn it, we're doing it together. <laughs> I love family. That. Family. Speaking of there Fast and Furious. There's a Fast and Furious connection, yeah. Family. Guys, don't I trip over each other. Don't trip over each other. Get your resolutions out. I'll go next. Um, my resolution is to finally play Miles Morales Spider-Man. And I I know it's I know it's fantastic. That and Tears of the Kingdom, where it's like, I know I'm going to love these games, but I know I'm going to become lost in those games. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled off playing them. I am miraculously still unspoiled on both those games. 
I have to stop effing around and flirting with disaster and just play through Tears of the Kingdom and Miles Morales. Those are my two ones. I don't have a PS5, so if I get one, I'll do Spider-Man 2, but um, I don't, it's not even on PS4, is it? It's a no. PS5 exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm thankfully free of that. You know, I have an excuse to not play that game, but I've been borrowing my friend Brian's copy of Miles Morales for way too long. It's getting embarrassing. So those those games in the backlog, that's my resolution, because I know they're going to be fantastic. I mean, Miles Morales, is a bi- compared to the other Spider-Man and to Tears of the Kingdom, it's a little it's a little nugget. It's a little bite chunk of a game. They say so it's I- fast. I have no excuse. I believe I believe you'll get that one. I Tears of the Kingdom, like I, I need to, I need to play Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm just like, I'm on Tutorial Island, and I'm like, Ugh. all right. Yeah, go. the Banjo Kazooie, like build your own stuff. It really turned me off to the idea. I don't know how required it is, but I see these people of all these. Well, look at this big mech I made in Zelda, and I was like, is that Zelda? It's like, like you really wanna... don't need to do anything that's so extravagant like you see on there. Don't get me wrong, some of it's like really cool. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that, but they don't force you to. No, like you do basic things like the most advanced thing I did throughout my playthrough, which I got like at least halfway through before I even stopped was putting fans onto my glider. That was it. Oh, to make a plane. (laughs) Yeah, I want to play it so bad because of the parallels to Majora's Mask and with Majora's Mask being one of my favorites. I'm like, yes, like it's the second game to come out on the same generation. They're using the same engine. They're using a lot of the same assets like this should be like this should be it for me. This should be it. And it's just, yeah, the, the building and then like my hands being too big for the switch and hitting the wrong buttons when I'm trying to flip the thing I'm building and I end up throwing it across the map. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. It's annoying, but I hope, I hope you get through it. Josh. Yeah. Uh, so my resolution this year, um, honestly, it's to just not buy as many games. I feel like this year or the 2023, I bought a lot, and I feel like I only played a tenth of what I bought. Tarkov. You but only played Tarkov. <laughs> I, no, I only realistically I only played Apex, Spider-Man Two, and Final Fantasy Sixteen. But you know, Steam sales, they get you. You know what yeah. you did that I really liked this year? You went to the library and got some games for your PlayStation 5. I, I, I admire very, that. I was very proud of that. I actually need to see what they have on there right now, because there's probably a couple games that I could get. But I'm trying, I want this year to be more of focusing on what my library currently is, and then seeing what my local library has available. See what I did there? Yeah. I see Good. Good. Yeah, library. It's a multiple, it's a double entendre kind of. I, yeah, sort of. <laughs> I, do, I do want to write like one review like a week for our website. So that's that's another like that's, little side one. Yeah, but that to me that's like okay, I, I that is doable at this point. It's just I feel like there was so much going on in 2023, and I kept saying, "Oh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this. I I, I want to focus on this." I just never could because there was so much going on. You might call last year our come up. No. No. Okay. Mm. Congratulations <laughs> on your new website, by the way, guys. I was checking that out. Thank like, you. Uh, oh, thank you. That was yeah. That was sitting on Squarespace for like three months. I was like, ah, what do I do? Ah, ah, ah. Uh, but then I really I... like the way your sort of when you go from your your top ten list and like each one would kind of fade. I don't know how you did that. If that's an auto setting, but... honestly, I don't know how I did that either. <laughs> it's cool though. Did you play with it? I was like, that's nice. Yeah, he was drunk when he did that. I think my thing. The... <laughs> I think the theme I picked just defaults to that. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it can stay. It can stay. I'm not going to change it. 
But uh, hey, everybody, look, we made it to the end of the show. Uh, we hope you guys all have some resolutions that you're setting and working towards as we enter into 2024. Uh, hey, if you can keep up with me, Nick, at That Kaufman on Twitter, uh, you can also keep up with me on the YouTube and the Twitch at Nick Fat Knight. Uh, and I also have articles over on Game Chronicles, which, by the way, they have a new logo. It looks slick. Go over there and look at it. And then also I have some articles coming out on Hard Drive. I've been pitching those guys for the better part of three years, and I finally got onto the pitch team. And going to have some funny articles coming out on HardDrive.net, so go check those out. Uh, Josh, where can the people find you? Oh, you can find me anywhere at I'm Josh Sang. I that resolution changing that handle nope that handle stays <laughs> that was, and that's all thanks to you and your team nick thank you Yo, you're welcome you're welcome jamo where can the people find your face hear your voice find you on the internet maybe maybe dox yeah. you address social oh, security number yes yeah you ruined number. my teaching career why not <laughs> um the best place to go is www.theoldswitcheroo.com uh switch a r o o.com where you can find a link to our podcast. Again, we are working our way through all 200 plus games in the Nintendo Switch online catalog. So we'd love if you guys played along with us, uh, guest hosted on our podcast, leave us a voicemail, send us an email. Um, you know, we don't really have much of an audience right now, but we're just playing games for the sake of talking about it. And um, I want to thank you guys so much for having me. Um, you've been an absolute delight, and uh, it's been really fun talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, do go on. Oh, go on. Oh, my Please. Yeah, oh, the old my .com. We're on, uh, We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, and we're trying to put out um, two episodes a month. We've been sticking to it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. No, and I, I'm glad that you, we were able to get you on the episode. I, I know we were working on it for a while there. Uh, things kept on coming up either on your side or on our side. And it's just like, ah, oh, I want this to happen. These guys sound amazing. Yeah. And I'm just glad we were able to do it. And we look forward to having you and Mike again in future episodes because I, I love mean, that. This was, this was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, hey, everybody. Uh, you can find Smashing Game Time again anywhere you get your podcasts. Go find us. Uh, again, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. Word of Mouth is King here at Smashing Game Time. Uh, thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, Hunt Him Down. He's got a SoundCloud that is in the show notes. Go check it out. We will also have links to where you can find JMO and the old switcheroo. Uh, go down to the show notes. They're, they're down there. They're down there. As JMO said, we do have a website that is smashinggametime.com. We have links to not every podcast yet, but some of the latest and some of the latest interviews that we've done. So go check it out. All of Game of the Year 2023 is there. This episode is there. I hope that's how you found it, you lucky son of a gun. And, uh, you know, we've got, we're going to have articles. Uh, my, te my top 10's on there. Josh's top 10 will be on there. We've got uh, Arnold. Mm, uh, I'm blanking on the name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we have guest lists on there. They'll be on there. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on names all of a sudden. It's probably because it's 10 o'clock. Uh, but Josh Late. and I are also going to do weekly little gaming journals on there, which I guess that's what a blog is. But uh, once a week, Josh will have a post. I'll have a post. It's just what we're, what we're, what we're digging, what we're doing. Uh, so, hey, you know, we, I promise we won't SEO ho around with those journals. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> no, it's going to be strictly Dear Diaries. Dear Diary. I keep dying and escape from Tarkov because I'm 30 and apparently have the reflexes of a child. My, mine's going to be Dear Penthouse. I never believed anything I read in this magazine <laughs> until this happened to me. 
I was playing Escape from Tarkov. That reference is lost on the younger generation. <laughs> but hey, everybody, this has been Smashing Game Time. I hope you all had a smashing great time. We'll see each and every one of you next time. <laughs>